Hey, I just wanted to share a great example that I believe um, of collaboration within my professional network. I'm a big believer of adding value wherever I can and continue to be proactive around building um, long-term professional and business relationships. And so um, over the course of doing these interviews, um, chatting with a contact of mine, James, um, from Corporate Training Solutions Australia, which I've known for the past five years, um, he actually allows me to use um, his paid a business Zoom account to stream live to Facebook. Um, and so I just think it was a great example of collaboration, how we both came together um, for a good benefit. And he's, that's just the type of person he is. Um, and those are the type of people I'm, I'm, I'm looking for who believe in um, collaboration and um, helping other people out where they can for mutual benefit. Um, and so uh, Corporate Training Solutions Australia provides per- personal development courses um, and also everyday end user software skills. So I would highly recommend um, reaching out to them if this is something you know, you've been thinking about either for your company that you own or the one that you work for or a government department that worked with um, a range of, of government departments and companies um, in Australia and the Pacific and Southeast Asia. Uh, send them an email, info at cts training.com.au. Uh, James is a pretty good um a pretty good lad too. So um, if you want to send me a message, I can send you his, his, his personal mobile. Hey, g'day there. It's uh, Malaki here again. I've really been enjoying um, my time over this COVID period chatting with uh, people within my uh, professional network. Um, and today I've got another guest with me, Michael Twist. How are you, mate? I'm good. Yourself? Not too bad. Yeah. Um, thanks for taking the time out to catch up. Um, some very interesting um, things that um, which you're involved with, which I'm, I'm keen to dive straight into um, in a sec. But yeah, it's what, what a time that we're, we're sort of living through, I guess. You know, everyone's uh, got, got their own sort of personal journey around what's been going on. And so, um, yeah, we, we sort of met through mutual connections, uh, James Burkett. So um, he's, he's a very tr- trusted uh, connection of mine. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity, I guess. So thanks for joining me today. Yeah, James is a good bloke. He, uh, he, he did uh, follow through on putting some connections out there for me. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do a really good job with the uh, corporate training solutions um, service that they provide there. Um, but uh, I, I guess just, you know, a bit of a background for yourself. Um, yeah, you got a pretty broad uh, background in mechanical engineering, um, retail and manufacturing. And I mean, before we started recording, you said you're, you're a pretty hands-on type of person and you've done a couple of renovations in, in your house and stuff like that. Um, but, it, but more importantly, about five years ago, you developed an interest in regenerative agriculture and economics. Um, which we're definitely going to dive into in a sec. Um, you're a big advocate of the regenerative farming, mostly um, around the studies and business in Queensland that you've um, completed and holistic management um, with Savory Institute. Um, so yeah, that I, I read up a little bit on the Savory Institute. Um, do you want to just give us a, a bit of a background on what's, what's involved with the Savory Institute and then sort of how you, you um, connected with them and, and, and how you're partnering with them right now? Um, I did my training through the Savory Institute online. Uh, I found the Savory Institute through a TED Talk. Alan Savory's got one of the top 100 TED Talks there is out there. Wow. Um, 
it was one of the first things that really made sense to me about how to change the environment on a large scale, you know, and the further I got into it, the more it made sense. I mean, I'm, there's nothing wrong with where, how we got to where we are. We all did the best we thought was you know, the right things all the way through to get us to the point we're at. But new knowledge comes along and understanding that we have made mistakes in the past is the way that we will understand how to do it better in the future. And um, the Savory Institute just offers that slightly different point of view about how to, uh, how to address your planning in a way that is aware of where you're coming from and where you want to where you want to go where you want to end up down the track you know it's not just thinking the end of this season or the end of next season it's thinking where would i like to see my property in 500 years time what would it look like and making decisions based around and bringing the entire community and yourself through to that point that's the difference in that form of holistic management and uh alan savory his life story is uh, definitely worth a read and He's, he's done an extraordinary things around regenerative agriculture. Yeah. And the man has had persistence. He's just kept going at it. He's absolutely wow. amazing. Yep. So he's the founder, right? He's the founder of the yeah. whole institute. Yep. Yeah. Alan Savory and his, and his partner, um, Jody Butterfield. Um, I missed out by that much of actually getting to meet him. There was a, he was coming to a conference down in the, in New South Wales. Wow. Um, and COVID happened and he didn't come. So I was that close to getting down there and yeah, so be it. Everything, he's better off where he is, I'm sure, coming down here and through all that of the aeroplanes and all the other stuff that goes with problems with COVID. Imagine getting stuck here for six months, right? Oh man. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I, I, I just really enjoyed the study. I really put a lot of time and effort into um, making sure I, I got the concepts. It's not about telling you what to do, it's about teaching you how to learn. Yeah. And it's, a, it's about developing that different point of view and the ability to not just call somebody but make decisions about what you're doing and monitor for the results. So yep. yeah, very different. That's really good. And so your involvement um, with, with the Sabre Institute, like um, you're, you're obviously very impacted by what they're doing. And so this um, the standard carbon, um, which yeah we'll we'll probably talk talk about it in a sec but yeah is is are they um are, is it integrated are you guys partnering together around some of these things or is it more sort of your own yeah it's more of my own my own design at the moment um basically i wanted to get everything down on paper before i brought anything to them there's nothing worse than going in with half an idea and trying to explain it so Yep. I, I basically locked myself in a room for six months and kept writing wow. and, until I sort of had enough down on paper and then started trying to break it down to what I sent you is as is, is succinct as I can make it and is boarded down to something that you can read and get your head around. Um, I'm at that point where I, I, need to, I need help. I need people yep. to sort of get involved. So you've got to start putting your head up and asking around and seeing who's doing what. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I haven't taken it to them yet, but they they've got some amazing projects and programs running at the moment. There's one called Land to Market. If you want to Google something very interesting, okay. that's coming being done in Australia and is being brought forth around the world. But through the Savory Institute, it's definitely worth a look at. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. They they definitely have some uh, some good ideas and 
some good plans in place already. So my idea sort of goes along with those ideas and integrates a lot of other regenerative programs in together. So yeah, it's about that idea of how do we fund everything we need to do in a climate, especially now with the way COVID's gone through and just wiped out so much income and finances around the globe. I mean, this would be the, probably the largest recession in 30 years globally. Yeah. And charities and environmental charities are going to be one of the, the big casualties from that. If companies don't have money to pay their staff, they're not going to be donating to charities either, are they? 100%. So, yeah. And we need them to keep moving forward. We need to be able to support them in a way that um, doesn't cost us anything, but we can support easily, you know, just by joining in, you know? Yep. No, I love that. And um, the uh, uh, you do have a GoFundMe page, which um, I'm going to include all the relevant links um, just in this post. So for anyone, you know, once we obviously go through it and anyone who wants any more information, they can just go directly to that GoFundMe page. Um, but basically, yeah, the standard carbon people, um, I've got, you know, your premise, your document that you've sent through um, on, on the side here. But do you want to just give us a, a quick um, synopsis, I guess, on, on the basis of, you know, what, what you believe, what it's about? Um, and then we can just come back and talk about that. Okay, the idea is that we, we take a cryptocurrency and link it to sequestering carbon back into soil. We um, capture carbon from the atmosphere and capture it into living environmental, regenerating environments. You know, we get it back into the ground or into the ocean or into the forest that we're, we have. And we measure the volume that's being put into the ground or grown into the trees. And we issue a currency against that collateral, that environmental collateral that we all need to have improvement. You know, the world is going through the greatest period of, in, oh, what do they call it? The, the fifth great extinction. They're, they're, yeah. The numbers are dropping like flies around us. Yeah. And unfortunately for us, we really need that to stop. And yeah. we need it to stop quickly. So the idea is we catch the carbon into the ground, we issue a currency against it, and you as a farmer, get um you get i think i put down uh three hundred dollars a ton three hundred dollars a ton goes to the farmer four hundred dollars a ton goes to the people working on the property but you also get paid a residual payment for it being kept there so not only we're treating a, a, a ton of ton of carbon in the ground like a bar of gold in fort knox it's not a, not free to keep a bar of gold in fort knox it shouldn't be free to keep this carbon in the ground there should be a residual caretaker payment to keep it going on. Yeah. And that's what we're working towards, is that continued growth and multiplicity of accumulating carbon. I mean, environments do better with more in there. Farmers, ground is more profitable when it's you know, regenerating and it's got biodiversity happening and better water holding capacity. All those things come with increasing carbon content. But uh, if you can't look after the, uh, the people as well, where do you go from there? I mean, we want to eliminate um, global poverty with it. You know, the, that great class divide. We need a good, solid middle class around the globe. We need to close the poverty gap in all countries. So the idea is we pay the same price in all countries. Yep. The currency is set up um, based on the price of the US dollar midnight last year. Um, we set our, dollar, uh, set our dollar at a dollar for dollar for the US on that night. And all other countries on the planet take their their price from that as well. So whatever the US dollar was, whatever your exchange rate was on that night. So our currency doesn't fluctuate up and down. It's 
fixed point. So when you put your money in, you know what you're getting out, minus whatever transaction fees have to happen for it to all, all function. Um, it keeps working, keeps moving forward. Um, yeah, that's the bones of the idea. Yeah. Um, yep. Have you got any questions? I, I, yeah. yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for explaining it. That actually explains a lot because um, I've got your document here, which I'm sort of skimming at the same time as well. So basically, uh, you know, you're partnering with um, farmers to support like a sustainable way of um, creating a currency? Yes. Yep. And any regenerative organization could get involved as well, and any country that wants to work towards that goal as well. Yeah. It's the idea is just to put a currency out there that is sole purpose is to uh, generate revenue that yep. can be paid to people based on what we've achieved to improve our environments. Yep. Yep. No, I like that. And um, just, uh, you know, from our conversations last week, actually, just being reminded of that, you know, the way that the, the economic currency, I guess, is, is set up right now. Um, you could you can make some solid arguments around, you know, what it is and how it how it fluctuates and and you know all, all, all of that sort of stuff. I guess so. Um, a lot of that's it sounds like a lot of that is is which you're well versed in. Um, it sounds like a lot of that is 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 fueling this. Like you know the idea behind um, creating some um, equilibrium around around that the currency. I guess and you know how everything sort of. Um, Backed, backed back onto like the reserve bank and stuff like that. So is it fair to assume, I guess, that, that that's kind of what's driving this as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I looked, at, looked through a lot of the, um, the major banks, major organizations. If you go down the road on any corporation, at the end of the, the day, they have to produce uh, dividends at the end of every year. I mean, without it, their, their, their CEOs get the ax and off they go. But that drive to create um, profit at all at the expense of people's jobs, the, yep. the, the middle class has slowly slipped down and down and down and down. Um, the, the way the profits are made, I mean, our economic system seems to be based on the theory we borrow a bunch of money, spend it on a bunch of things, those people can then borrow some more money and spend on a bunch of things, and the bubble just gets bigger and bigger. And we managed to keep that going for 30 years, but you know, 30 years is a long time of doing that, and we've done really well. I, yeah. don't, I don't pick on it at all. It is what it is. Yeah. But we need to bring a, a new idea to the forefront. We need to bring something different to the, to the table, or we're going to yeah. keep going down that same road. I mean, yeah. when it's more profitable to build an airport and burn more fuel and all the rest, and the city is the only place you can find a job where you can make a decent living, Yep. And the cities keep getting bigger, the, the airports keep getting larger, the highways punch through the forest. We need a place, we need the economics functions in rural areas, and you can make a good living that's going to last your lifetime. Yeah. I mean, the, if you can go and work on a property for 30 years and accumulate hundreds of thousands of tons, your income is going to be, you know, worth a lot more. But by doing that, you're putting a regional backbone finances back where they should be i mean the farmer will be able to spend money locally he will ha he will need a car dealership nearby so that he can get his vehicle serviced yeah. um, and a third will you know if you're in the middle of africa somewhere where you've got all these degraded lands around your property and i mean there's so all these the boat people coming out of countries it's because where they live isn't safe there aren't good jobs there's no financial future for them in those countries imagine yeah. what would change if they could uh 
accuse, you know, get paid $300 a time for putting it back in the ground. And yep. one of the problems in the states that I follow, um, they do roughly one, about 0.5% increase in carbon content in their soils per year. And it works out about 26 tons to the hectare, I think it is. Don't quote me on that. But the point is, to keep, that's a 0.5 increase on their place, but they've got reasonable soil and it's getting better and better and better year on year. Um, but imagine doing that in the middle of Africa. I mean, what, how hard would you work to make $300 in Africa? I mean, Central Africa, I don't know what their incomes are like, but I know it's tough to make a living over there. And this is a reason the community could come together and go, okay, we can make this money. And once we've generated this currency, anybody who joins in with us will accept it as, as a, you know, as a currency to buy and sell and trade and as as you would you know it's yeah. just a place to start yeah i know i would be happy to sign up for it i've told i've talked to a few people about it and they're like yeah i'd do that it's yeah. it's no, a no-brainer i mean if you're getting a currency that you're able to spend with other people it's not a charity it's not um it's not there as a crutch it's there as a currency to help us have a better future as a population, as, as a planet, we are one planet. There, there's no yep. second one to go to yet that I want to move to. <laughs> Mars doesn't have enough grass for me. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, 100%, and I love what you're saying. Like, I can, I can hear the theme of, um, you know, supporting our environment. And, you know, this day and age, it's, it's very common to have our narratives around um, you know, supporting the environment and stuff like that. So I'm really interested, obviously, you know, you've got a, a really uh, well thought out solution on, on how you're going to personally approach that and, you know, by involving other people. And so, um, I, yeah, it, I, I like I like your message around how it's supporting, um, obviously, local farmers, but it's a more sustainable way to involve a lot more people and, um, for the long term without um, destroying the planet at the same time. <laughs> Well, that's that's the hope. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I mean, if you don't, if you're not actually, if it's, what you're doing isn't working, then you're not going to make any money from this either. So you've really, you, you know, successful organisations will be off and running straight away. Yeah. But it yep. leads it leads that opportunity to invest in this as well. I mean, there's so many industries out there where unemployment has just gone through the roof. I mean, I, yep. I'm. I, I can't imagine a time that so many pilots didn't have jobs. Never mind the airline hostesses and. All yeah. the people in the hotels and all of those people are sitting there. We've got the most talented unemployed people we've had in 30 years out there now. I'm not saying the ones before were talented, but we just have a lot more of them right now. Yeah. If any of them have some free time, come and find me because yeah. yeah, there's so much work. I'm one guy sitting in a room with a plan. I need a lot of help to make this a reality. Yeah. And I think it's worth it. You know, there's so much that can be achieved. Yeah, it's such a short amount of time because we've got all these people sitting around. You know, it's going to be amazing. Uh, I, I love that, and um, but I, I was just thinking of as you're like explaining all that, I, I thought of like I'm a bit curious, I guess, like that, and I was thinking, you know, if you were to put one thing like the number one driver for you personally, like, you know, people talk about passion and, you know, what was your desire to bring this, this whole idea to life? Would you say, um, you know, is it, is the driver for you more like an environmental point of view? Like, you know, you're, you're a very uh, big advocate on the environment. And so, you know, you're driving that sort of driving this, like a personal desire, or is it more from a, a social point of view, like in terms of, how communities come together and how they all function in between each other, or maybe as an uh, economic point of view in terms of, you know, um, job distribution and, and, and wages and salaries and stuff like that. Do, is there one, can, can you 
I don't know, I don't even know if it's fair. It, can you yeah, say? No, I, I, I couldn't say right. Is it, um, is all of those together combined. <laughs> yeah, uh, I tell you, studying holistic management, yeah, that, that, the whole lot links together. I mean, if you want to go, if you go out far enough, it all comes down to money, which is ah, how to build the environment without. It's sad. All of our problems, so many of them, go back. You follow that that route back. Yeah, and it ends up back at money, which is really sad and seems yeah. really shallow. But at the end of the day, it is the oil that's been lubricating the wheels of the industrial revolution. What's that? Yeah. A hundred years of that now, more or less. And I, I couldn't separate any one part of it because it is a whole. If we don't get the environment right, we don't get to have an ecology. If we don't get the economics right, we don't get to have you know, we don't get rid of the the global poverty that's occurring all over the world. You know, we shouldn't. We shouldn't have people living in slums in this day and age, people who can't buy medications because yeah. their families can't make enough to buy them. I mean, you know, COVID-19 has been a terrible wake-up call to the world that a pandemic can occur. Yeah. But we're, we're losing you know, 770,000 people a year to AIDS still. And wow. a large percentage of that is because people can't afford to buy medications. Yeah. Well, I mean, wow. that's... Doesn't the kind of things we need to address on a global scale. I mean, it's, it, I, I don't know why it's happening exactly, but I know that that's part, probably part of the problem. Yeah. I, I think it's all linked together. We're one planet. I mean, if, yeah, we're, we're all part of the same problem. We're all part of the same solution. And the environment was really getting up there on the, the radar just before COVID hit as a really important point that we need to address and, and it, for me it, it never fell off you know yeah the environment if we if we don't sort this out we won't have a planet you know a planet to argue over there'll still be people probably the earth will still be here but there won't be many of either of us if we don't sort it out fast I mean, yeah one of the studies i read was talking about uh less than 60 seasons to some of the major growing areas in the united states um failed to function i mean 60 seasons isn't long i, I that's very, very close. If you look into the statistics on how far the water table in the major aquifers around the, around the world are falling and how far they've gone already, um, it scares the bejeebas out of me because irrigation isn't going to sort this out. You yeah. can't keep going deeper and deeper well. Sooner or later, you're going to yeah. hit the bottom. I mean, yeah. It's, it's not fair. There's all sorts of crazy things going on because we our ecology on the surface our little our little skin over the top of the planet that makes everything livable for us yeah is dying you know yeah. so yeah yeah i can understand the ecology is important but we can't do it without an economy to drive it so yeah you've got to have both and you need people to make the economy work yeah you take the middle class out and you end up with ascension you end up with that uh, the very very poor and the very very rich and if you're not careful you end up with riding in the streets and and unhappy people you know it's it's not good for any of us you know yeah yeah no thanks for thanks for sharing and that and i i agree 100 percent um you know that I, I like what you're saying um about you know that holistic management um and how it's, you know how it all ties together um and i guess you know Another curiosity is, you know, how, how did this all come about? Like, how, how did you get into it? Like, what, what was your path, I guess, um, in terms of uh, leading up into this? And, um, you know, feel free to share as much as you want. Like, um, you know, I'm quite a personal person. So, you know, there might be things way back when I was a child or where I grew up or people that I worked with or who I was friends with. Like, feel free to sort of navigate that journey into how you got to this point. <laughs> 
and why you're so passionate about you know this project um i i grew up new, around new zealand i moved to australia about 30 odd years ago um i grew up on farms and we moved around a bit a lot of, had, a, had a good childhood very very interesting childhood my, my parents um were very open community sort of people they had wow. all sorts of interesting friends and family coming through they did a quite a bit within social welfare, taking people into their homes and stuff, wow. which was quite a place for an interesting childhood. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Whereabouts um, in New Zealand, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? Um, out of Wellington, a place called okay. Parapram. Yeah, okay. lovely spot on the beach. Uh, I, I grew up, I went to uni, at uh, TAFE uni at, in Wellington there. Um, yep. But I, I, I've always had a bit of a literacy barrier that comes and goes. Um, I wouldn't call it dyslexia, but something like dyslexia, it's easy to understand. Ah, okay, yep. Um, about five, six years ago, I got into voice to text. Technology finally caught up with me. I've been waiting my whole life for <laughs> computers I could talk to that could talk back, you know? Yes. So, right about that, I, I went, this is amazing, started writing. Um, I went through a, I do a lot of sketching designs and just, I started jotting down ideas about 15, 20 years ago, and I got it into my head to go see if I could get a patent. You know, because you might make money by doing a patent. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I went through the process, and I, my, I picked the easiest project I could come up with that I could make a prototype for cheaply, because I, it's you know, small budget. You've got to start small, and um, achieve that. Uh, I, I, I. I got a pay, innovation patent for under under 10 grand, which is wow. quite an achievement from my understanding of it all. Um, but then the next thing I hit was the money. And it takes money to develop an idea and putting it out there just is hard. And yeah, so I kept looking and working on ideas. Um, I, I was still working in manufacturing. I tore a little tendon, um, made me question whether I was gonna be able to do that sort of work for the rest of my life. Um, I've ended up with an RSI that's, I can do heavy lifting and laboring, but I can't do it for as long as I used to, you know, whatever you do, don't get old. Um, <laughs> so I started looking around for different career paths and it sort of came down to this question, you know, what would you, you know, what, what's the coolest thing you can say if somebody says, what do you do for a living? You know, I got to, I'm out to save the world. It sounded really good to me. It just sounded like something <laughs> I wanted to be out to say and I'd want to do. It sounded like a lot of fun. So then I started researching how to save the world. I started Googling all that sort of stuff. And I, I went through lots of different regenerative agricultural uh, processes and people and different courses and stuff. I looked at a lot of places. Then when I found Savory, he was the first one that really dropped, that really had scalability. Like you can take as much or as little as you've got and start working towards improving your environment. So wow. that led me down that path. And then I started asking, I started chasing the money. Where do you, why is this so hard? Why has it been so hard to get any of this to happen when it's such a, a really good idea? Yeah. And you know, there's a lot, a lot to be said for big, big organizations that find their goal is to make money. And they don't want to change to something that's going to make them less money. Yeah. So they make doing something that's not necessarily the best for the world, but best for them. Yeah. Um, I also got sort of looked at the university sector and went, they do amazing things. Don't get me wrong. I am a big fan of science, but it takes them a really long time to change their mind about something, which is fair. I mean, they've got to be able to teach it and they've got to be able to understand it. 
and they've spent 20, 30 years learning it. So it's important they you know, have that in hand and that's fine. But sometimes they take a little bit too long to get into new ideas. It's very hard for a single person to bring an idea to a university and get it, get it known. The internet's changed a lot of that. We can now do things. And I mean, that are un, unthought of before. I mean, it's, it's just a, a crazy world we're living in. But the idea that it is possible for a single person to make that greater change is, is amazing to me that I've, I've got time. I've got a lovely wife who's supporting, supporting us at the moment while I do a little bit of landscape gardening part time to nice. pay, the, pay a few extra bills. You know, you've got, yeah. you've got, to, you've got to make a living as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it just all snowballed one into the other. I just made a list and started ticking off the things I had to do to slowly bring this out there and be ready to bring it out there to a degree. Yep. I, I, like I said before, I'm at that point where I need people. I need, I need people to listen to this, get an idea of what they, what they think it's about and come and talk to me about it yep. so that I can make it happen or so that we can make it happen. We need to change. Yep. yep. I, I love that. And um, I, I was, yeah, thanks for sharing. Actually, it was, so many things are just popping up into my mind that I want to ask you a question about. Um, but I guess when you came to the point of, oh, I'm going to go down, you found Savory Institute, I guess, or maybe even before that, was the, um, was the inclination towards, um, I guess, agriculture, was that, a, was part of your upbringing a part of that? Because, you know, you said you grew up on farms, like, were there other industries maybe that you were looking at? Or was it always like a, um, I guess you could say you probably had an affinity for it um, because, you know, you were familiar with it. Um, there were other industries. I mean, I looked at going into 3D graphics. Oh, wow. And, um, I, I, if you've heard of Blender, it's a really, really great free platform for animation. I started down the road of learning how to build characters and that, and wow. got my head around that. And then I realized if I kept going down that road, I was going to end up sitting in front of a computer screen every single day for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I like yeah. people. I really love people. They, yeah. they, they are you know, the oil to the wheels that I live in. Uh, I love a good crowd and I love a great, you know, great community. Yeah. Um, sometimes they confuse the crap out of me, but that's okay. <laughs> it's, it's sort of normal. Um, yeah, I, I, I chose where I'm going. I chose the environment as much as anything because it can have the greatest impact. If we don't sort the environment out, nothing else is going to be relevant, really. Yeah. I mean, if we keep losing um places to grow food and then the rich countries start paying the poorer countries to destroy their places to produce more food yeah it's not a, it's the story doesn't end well you know we yeah. need that change where it's financially viable and more profitable to regenerate your environment that you're going to generate not only an income from the produce that comes off the property which will be healthier from a, bit, a healthier environment but we're also going to have a long-term security for the people working in those environments, working at those jobs, where you can choose to do a career path in agriculture in a third world country that'll make you a global citizen and have skills that you can take anywhere on the planet. Yeah. You know, with the income to travel to do this, you know, it's it's that that lifting of the whole the whole population up. You know, we in the idea of what I wrote for the business, there's this this thing about the, the top salary, putting the top salary at a fixed price, I, I think I put it at 150,000 a year, Australian, for anybody in the company, top salary, that's, always, that's what it will be. But pay rises for that pay rate are based on the minimum wage for the world, dollar increases. So that 
the focus of the people at the top is on lifting everybody up. You know, you're trying to get the whole world to get to a financial position where we can all live in comfort, security, and you know, really help help everybody. You know, if we yep. can save the save the environment, we save the world, we save each other. Yep. I love that. And again, it, uh, uh, the theme I'm hearing is this holistic like management, which again is all, you know, that's sort of the general theme of, of the, of the, your approach, I guess. So um, I, I really like that. Yeah. Well, thanks for, um, thanks for spending some time with me today, mate. Um, chatting about, um, you know, what you're up to and um, a very uh, big passion for um, your project, the standard carbon people. And, you know, just, as we close, um, anyone that's watching this, either in my network or yours, um, you know, how can they um, help you in, with with this project that you're you're on right now? Um, well, anybody who's interested in cryptocurrency, regenerative agriculture, phone app creation, website development, job creation. And anybody who's really good at fundraising, um, yeah, I want to hear from you. Um, failing that, my my crowdfunding page is uh, under the under the uh, Carbon People banner, and yep. anybody who wants to donate to that, I would be really, really grateful. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm one guy sitting in a room with a really cool idea, but I need to start putting some people together to make this a, a reality. Yeah, but it's got to start somewhere, you know. The idea has to. I wanted to put it out there. That's why I'm putting myself out there to try and, yeah, ask for help. That's great. I love that. And all the GoFundMe page, I'm, I'm going to include in the links below, um, so you can go directly to there. Um, I'm also going to include um, Michael's LinkedIn profile there, so definitely reach out to him um, directly, or um, just send me a message, and I can facilitate that introduction. Um, so. Thanks, thanks for your time today, mate. <coughs> All the best. You know, it, it, that has been fantastic. Thank you for the time. I really yeah, appreciate it. No Chat soon. Chat soon. See ya. See ya, mate.